0: Welcome to Breaking Through Biz, the podcast where we talk about things that are keeping small business owners from getting traction and what they can do about it. I'm your host, Tabitha Sheever, and I have with us today my guest, Peter Rayson, who's a partner at Minetta. Peter has been a business owner, an entrepreneur, a family CFO, and what I love about Peter is that he has sat on both sides of the table. And so I believe that his unique experience and expertise is going to bless us today as we talk about exit planning and the five critical elements that every business owner needs to be thinking about. So Peter, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. Tell us a little bit about how you got connected with Mineta and why exit planning is important to you.
1: Well, thanks, Tabitha, for having me. And uh, you mentioned I'm a former business owner. I Actually, am still a business owner, but about 24 years ago, I sold a family-owned business that my grandfather started back in 1946, Mm -hmm. and I was involved in that company for about 21 years. And it was a great business, great career, but we dealt with a lot of issues as a family and as a company, and a lot of that happens to deal with issues I face or work with clients today, helping them think through things like succession planning or exit planning and dealing with making sure they maximize the value that they work so hard to create in their business. So I sold that company in 1999, and after I sold it, I thought, how could I help other business owners deal with those issues? So mm-hmm. I decided the areas that I didn't get a lot of help in at that time was financial planning. So I got into the financial planning business at that time and then recently merged my practice with Moneta just a few months ago
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, continuing what I'm doing. And also practicing what I preach with my clients and that that's my own succession plan. Yeah. So that's a big part of the reason I merged my practice over at Minetta, to secure my own succession
0: plan. All right. And so you have a process for this whole exit planning thing. Where do we start? I'm a business owner. I'm whatever, five years, 10 years out from needing to sell. Maybe I'm 50, 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Where do I start?
1: Well, the first thing is to realize that all of us are going to exit our business one way or the other. <laughs> I think a lot of times business owners think that they're going to live forever and they'll never exit their business, but in reality, they do.
0: Death is an exit strategy, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say uh,
1: you'll either walk out the door or they'll take you out of your feet first. And, you know, I have had some clients say that they truly want to work in their business as long as they live, and mm-hmm. that's fine. But still, at some point, you'll have to put a plan together so you protect the other stakeholders in the business. And the other stakeholders are the employees, your customers, your vendors, maybe the bank. And uh, if you don't, Put an exit plan together you jeopardize those other stakeholders value that they've also worked hard to create you yeah know, well and it. your
0: spouse and your family i've seen so many business owners that have said right. oh, you know i didn't didn't plan well and then got some major illness or you know cancer or something and then their right. spouse ends up being the ones who have to deal with it and just can absolutely rip families apart so exactly. this is incredibly important stuff how far out do we start thinking about exit planning
1: I usually tell people at least five years, but if you think you might sell the business or transition the business to a family member or a key employee, I usually recommend 10 or more years.
0: Okay, why is that?
1: The reason for that is because it takes time to develop those people many times. Mm-hmm. They're, not everybody's cut out to be a business owner, first of all. Mm-hmm. They may like the idea of becoming a business owner, but many times <laughs> they don't understand the risks mm-hmm. that business owners take. So preparing them you know, from a management capability standpoint understanding the risks associated with owning a company, Mm -hmm. and making sure they're the right fit as well. So that can take many, many years. And also, typically, those people don't have the capital or collateral to just write you a big check and have you walk away from the business. So usually, you have to also help them fund the ability to buy you out. And that funding can take 10 or more years to accumulate enough assets so that they have the capital so they can eventually buy you out.
0: Yeah, that was an absolute aha moment when I uh, have been speaking to you in the past, and we thought, I was like, oh, man, we spend a lot of time preparing people for, do they know how to run the systems? Do the people in the organization respect and trust them? But very rarely do we talk about, do you actually have the money to buy this business from me? So I think that's an incredibly important point. Mm -hmm. Tell me about these five critical elements of a successful exit plan. What are the five elements?
1: Well, the first one is determining your target departure date and that's just simply determining in your own mind when you ideally would like to be able to have the option at least mm-hmm. and capability to walk away from the business. Okay. You know for many people that's typically, you know, normal retirement age, but when I ask clients what their date is, I get all types of answers. You know, some people want to retire early, mm-hmm. some people, like I mentioned earlier, want to never retire and want to be involved in the company forever. But determining that date Mm-hmm. You know, for example, I'm working on that myself. I'm sixty four right now. My target age right now is sixty seven.
0: Are you seeing a lot of people like not wanting to just put a line in the sand and quit that day? They want to like slowly transition out. Are you seeing mm-hmm. more of that I'm or see more of that? Okay.
1: You know, I think once you're a business owner, you know, it's hard to give up your baby <laughs> and just completely walk away. And I don't yeah. expect myself, I don't expect I will completely Walk away from the business and you know still be involved in some capacity, mm-hmm. but um, at some point you do have to set a date and that helps you plan the second area or element is to do a financial needs analysis and it's important to work with a financial advisor or a professional who specializes in this area to help you determine what your we call it your gap how much do you need from the value of the company to meet your and your spouse's lifestyle expenses. Mm -hmm. Because most business owners, the vast majority of their wealth is typically tied up in the value of their company. Mm -hmm. And that's really what's going to provide them the resources they need once they retire and walk away from the business.
0: Yeah. And if you kind of miscalculate that, there's really no coming back from that. So important that you get it right.
1: Exactly. So, (laughs) for example, if you determine that you need X amount of dollars to live on each year, and some of that might come from Social Security and investments, but usually... Most of that's going to come from the value of your company. And if, if you don't get enough for the company or the company's not worth that much, mm-hmm. what steps do you have to take between now and then to create more value? In, and again, that's why company. you
0: need that five to ten-year window because then you can pull and push some levers. If you wait until the last minute, then you're stuck.
1: Exactly. Can't go back. And then identifying your successor. You know, you know Most business owners, they find, especially today, would prefer to sell it to an insider, like a family member or a key employee, mm-hmm. especially if they're trying to create a uh, certain culture or values in the company. Like, for example, when I sold my business, I sold it to a third party. And as soon as I signed the paperwork to sell the company, any culture or values that I tried to create in the company essentially disappeared because the new owners came in and they had their own culture and their mm-hmm. own values, and they imputed those and incorporated those into the business. So the advantage of selling to an insider uh, is many times you can maintain that culture and those values. And for a lot of Christian business owners, that's obviously very important. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned earlier, those insiders typically don't have the capital or collateral to be able to do that. So that's yeah. why, again, you need that longer time horizon if that's the objective. That makes sense. The next step is to determine evaluation and at least take a snapshot in time to find out what is the business worth. Mm-hmm. And that can help you determine do you have enough now to retire or do you have to do other things to prepare? You know, I've worked with a number of business owners over the years who have taken that advice and really focused on building value in their company to the point where. They feel comfortable enough now to be able to walk away from the business.
0: Yeah. And I've actually engaged in some of those clients, too, in EOS because they're starting to realize, okay, my company isn't valued at what I think it should be, and a lot of it comes because they have too much key person dependency. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about the concept of key person dependency and, like, how can owners avoid that?
1: Well, to a certain extent, you do want to have a good balance of key people in the company because... If the owner is the best whatever, best engineer, best salesperson, best whatever, (laughs)
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and they don't have good key people, especially if you're going to sell to an outsider, then the business typically isn't worth as much because the business is the owner. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So you do want to develop some key people because that can actually help increase the value, especially if you're going to, as I mentioned, going to sell to an, an outside individual or entity. So I'm not quite sure what you mean by key person dependency, but
0: Well, like if all the sales are dependent on the owner oh, and then the owner yeah. is trying to sell, mm-hmm. they're you're going to get a much lower valuation. Potentially. Right. And so I know that there's like some key people that you want to keep like Mm -hmm. in the organization that are going to stay with the business. And Mm -hmm. I think you probably have some strategies on how to create those kind of golden handcuffs or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think the valuation piece is the part where the owners tend to get surprised. right? And so just um, trying to think through some key things maybe where owners are getting surprised in those valuations that they could start thinking about now Mm -hmm. in order to get a higher valuation.
1: I think sometimes where they get surprised, and it sounds like we're on the same page. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, we are. (laughs) um,
1: But where they get surprised is, you know, many times business owners try to drive down their profitability so they don't have to pay much tax, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a fine balance in doing that because you do want to show a profitable business. Also, many times business owners, in some cases, don't take enough out of the business. You know, they take nominal salaries many times Mm. out of the business. And what buyers are looking for is, is this a profitable business? Because what a buyer is ultimately buying, whether it's an insider buying the company or an outsider, they're ultimately buying the future cash flow of the business. Okay. So you have to be able to demonstrate that. If the business is heavily dependent on inventory or capital equipment, many times they get surprised if they have old inventory on hand. Mm -hmm. Um, They have to really do a good job of managing their inventory, making sure they do write down old inventory that they just don't keep it on the books forever. I think another thing they're surprised at when they go to sell the business is the amount of due diligence that the buyer will do to determine ultimately what they're going to pay for that business. Mm -hmm. They may get an, an initial offer based on some initial financials provided to the buyer, but once the buyer gets in there and starts doing due diligence and poking holes at like inventory or accounts receivable or How much the owner is taking out of the business, many times that value can come down Mm -hmm. too. So, addressing all those things up front and the seller knowing what the buyer is going to be looking for is very important. So, we help our clients prepare for that. Okay. So they're not surprised when they go through that whole process. Yeah,
0: that makes sense.
1: The fifth step or element is the future cash flow estimate. So, again, that's going back to that financial analysis that I mentioned earlier and determining how much cash flow will the owner and their spouse need in retirement. Mm -hmm. And then again, looking at all sources of assets available to generate that cash to uh, determine if they're going to be okay.
0: Gotcha. Do you think that business planning, exit planning has changed in the last three to five years? And if so, how? I
1: don't know if it's changed dramatically, although I'm finding more and more people are realizing that it's something they need to do mm-hmm. you know I, I would say 10 or 15 years ago it seemed like the business owners i was talking to at that time didn't really think it was a priority to address so i have seen uh, people at least getting a better understanding of the importance of starting early versus waiting
0: okay are you seeing the silver tsunami are you seeing a lot of uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot of boomers that are yeah retiring and selling and mm-hmm. Anything from a buyer perspective that if somebody was maybe potentially thinking about doing an acquisition that they should know on the exit planning side of things
1: well absolutely I mean right now I see a lot of buyers are kind of holding back mm-hmm. because there's uncertainty in the with the markets right now and uh, uncertainty with certain types of businesses especially mm-hmm. depending what industry the company is in but um, buyers are looking for solid companies. They typically aren't looking for fixer-uppers. Yeah. And so, again, from the seller's perspective, if you can present a buyer with a really strong balance sheet, strong financials, well-run company with good key employees where the business is not dependent on the owner, mm-hmm. then I think the buyers will be flocking to you. <laughs> to buy your business.
0: Yeah, that's good. So one of the things that you promote is you talk about protecting, promoting, and preserving the richness of life. Talk Mm -hmm. to me about the richness of life and kind of what do you mean by that and and Mm -hmm. what should owners be thinking about in terms of things other than just money?
1: I think at the end of the day, all of us, especially business owners, we realize that there's more to life than just running the business. Mm -hmm. You know, We're building our businesses so we can enjoy our, our families, And our children and grandchildren. And that's what we're really referring to, the richness of life, and really pursuing what we call what matters most. Yeah, You know, many of the things we do on a daily basis to earn a living aren't necessarily the key things that we're really focused on in our lives. So that's what we're really referring to, the richness of life, and pursuing or focusing on things that matter most to us. And the business is just a, a tool to help us accomplish that.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things I love about you, Peter. I think you've got your priorities in order, and you cast a beautiful vision for you and your team. And so I have enjoyed working with you over the years and getting to know you. And if any other business owners are looking or thinking about exit planning, how could they go about getting a hold of you?
1: Well, they could certainly contact me. Um, my email address is prayson.com. R-A-C-E-N at com And Moneta is M-O-N-E-T-A. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, you can also check out our website at com. You'll find me in, under our team listing. We would love to speak to any of your listeners and help them think through their exit strategies.
0: Absolutely. And as always, it is a pleasure to spend time with you, Peter. Any last words of wisdom for the business owners listening?
1: I would say... Don't wait for that perfect day, you know, where you think that you should start playing. because starting early, even if you don't even know when you might want to leave the business, Mm -hmm. at least starting to, you know, put a foundation together so that you'll have more options and flexibility. So you'll be able to... Before. Well, and really having a
0: relationship with somebody who knows and understands what your goals are. And, right. and so it takes time to build that relationship. Exactly. And you're such a relationship-oriented guy. So I know that you will serve them well. Well, thank you. All right. And make sure that you join us for the next podcast with Roger Biacal from Unleash Insights, where we will talk about scorecards, KPIs, and data. Thank you for being on the show, Peter.
1: Thanks for having me, Tabitha.
0: This has been Breaking Through Biz with Tabitha Sheever, and I just want to give a thank you to Family Vision Media and Dave Powell for helping us to produce this podcast. Plus Delta is committed to helping your small business get your operations in order and to drive positive change. To learn more about Plus Delta services or EOS, go to plusdelta.com. Until next time, happy changing, everyone.